future, talk radio will actually educate, inspire, and make you think. The future is now. Topics and music that affect your life from Universal Broadcasting Network. Tune in at ubnradio.com. <laughs> Hi, welcome back to Plus This. I'm Kathy Deach. And I am Eva Tingley. And we're so excited to be with you again today. Completely excited. We have a bit of a switch up today. Um, as you know, we were off the air for quite a while and have a new home at UBM, which we love. Um, but we did do an on-site, like on-location uh, Shoot. interview. Shoot. Yeah. It was really fun. It was it was an amazing day, and I feel like it's maybe some of the best interviewing we've ever done. Not to give us not props. to toot our not own to horns. horns. Me me. I mean, it helped that we loved our guests so much, and it's casting director Felicia Fazano and agent Dana Sims. And yeah, and it's it's a really fun interview. We're gonna be playing that for you. A later today. Yes. And later today. Later meaning today. In, a, in a couple of hours, we're going to play that for you. Don't worry about it, guys. <laughs> later in the show, we're going to play that for you. So yeah. it's a different a bit of a structured show to this week, right? Yes, but, they, and, but they're really close friends in real life. And they're friends with Melissa Massey, whose store we were at. We talked about her a little bit last week. She'll get to see some of the store, which is really fun. Um, and we, we're going to save Melissa's interview for like... Another week. Yeah, we're gonna we have a little so we have a little teaser for you guys. Another week about Melissa Massey. Yeah, why not? Why not? Uh, in the meantime, Chrissy was such a fantastic guest last week, don't you? I agree? mean, she Chrissy was Metz was on our show. In case you guys, for some reason, if some reason you missed, missed it, you crazy Golden Globe kooks. nominated Chrissy <laughs> Metz on our show. That's kind of dumb. Yeah. Um, we sang, we laughed, we cried. We you actually gotta didn't go cry. back. Yeah. No, we didn't cry. <laughs> we didn't cry. But we laughed a lot. A lot, a lot. She's really great. Um, one of the things that stuck out that she said, and we both mentioned it later, was that her first love was singing. Yeah. And that she didn't get to do that. And um, it, it, there was a great Lizzo article. I don't know if you know who Lizzo is, guys. If you but don't, if you don't, you need to because she is, like, killing it. She was in an interview in Vogue. And she is... It is just an amazing performer, amazing songstress. So you guys can see her now, her beautiful face. Yes, gorgeous. If you don't know who she is, Google Lizzo. L-I-Z-Z-O. She's amazing on Instagram and, and really, really funny on Twitter. She's great. Um, but she said in that article, which I love, I don't really care about having a number one album. I care about influence. I'd rather have 100,000 uh, big girls dancing on the field at... Um, the Super Bowl. I know. Like, so I mean, great. what kind of an amazing human is she? So, it kind, you know, and it's it goes so, more about exposure and visibility for her than like being the next Beyonce. Exactly, exactly. And she was like, "Why doesn't Beyonce have big girl dancers?" Why oh, she was like, "Beyonce can have my dancers." Yeah, she's like, "My dancers are fierce." <laughs> yeah. So, um, we that started a conversation had in a us conversation about, about like. What have what has come up for you where someone said you can't do that because you're fat? Yeah. Or oh, you know what? Like maybe it's just not the best idea. Like maybe you should like try to lose some weight before you go after that dream or yeah. go after that goal or whatever it is that you're looking to do. Like first try to lose weight. Yeah. And that Chrissy thing really struck a chord with me. Um we 
thought that it was so important because we often it we grieve about our thinner selves a lot. Like mm-hmm. I do at least when I was a five year old and wasn't fat and was called fat all the time. Like I grieve for her. It's like the first time I ever remember hating my body was five. And I and that's who I grieve for. And it's almost like okay to grieve for your thinner self. <laughs> of course. Right, of course. By society like is like, oh, do you get sad when you see pictures of yourself? Yeah, like, like oh, are you looking at yourself just disappointed that you've just Turned into such a monster. Exactly. You let yourself go now. You're so letting go of yourself, which is like a terrible term. Or is it? It should be an amazing. Yes, I'm letting go. I'm like free from all burden. It it should be. But like, oh, you. But that's not. It has a negative connotation. Sure. But instead, this idea of having to grieve for the person that we could have been, like grieving for the potential that we didn't get to follow through on, because someone said. No, fat girls don't do that. Yeah. So we thought and ha- thought up a hashtag, and we would love for you to take part in that. Um, basically, it says, "I'm fat," and they said no. I'm fat, and they said no. So that's a, the hashtag that we created for you guys to join in on the conversation, and we hope that you will. It's active on Facebook. It's active on Twitter. Um, I guess it is also active on Instagram. But we posted a picture of it. But and if you um, want the comments to be, you know, it. obviously it's it's more of a story, not a picture. I mean, unless you have a picture, show us. Yeah, show us the what happened to you. Yeah, because um, you have you have the story about when you were you know trying you met with a producer. Yeah, I um. I've had, we've all, both had many. Yes. <laughs> a lot, there's like a, a lot of tears for me in that conversation. Um, when I was in, uh, gosh, Europe and then came back um, after touring Europe, I, by the way, probably like the thinnest I had been as a young adult, um, went to an audition with a record producer, a guy who ran a label. And we had this really great conversation after I sang and he was all up into it. And then he said, okay, so there's a couple of things that are going to have to happen if we want to work with you. And he said, you're, you're going to have to lose like 15, 20 pounds. And there's something in me that was like, you mean 40 or 50 pounds. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I honestly don't even, I sort of remember what he said after that, but I had so decided that my life was not going to be about chasing that idea for somebody. Like, if you're not here to talk to me about music and talk to me about my singing and talk to me about art, then how am I going to work with you if the first thing you say to me is, you can't be that heavy, even though your voice is fantastic. Right, right. And... I've always, since I was a kid, I was obsessed with MTV and, like, wanted to be a rock star my entire life. So when Chrissy said that, like, last week, it, like, really hit me. And, yeah. And I really get upset at all of the Adele's that could have been. Like, I could cry right now thinking about in the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. You know, it's really amazing that Adele came along. There's one of her. You know, there's there's a couple other like Megan Trainer, but she also has succumbed to like feeling like she had to change her body. I mean, she right, yeah, sure. talked about it openly and, you know, um, and but there's a ton of artists like where was there Aretha Franklin? Where was the Patti LaBelle? Where was. Oh, no. I mean, in the 90s, there is not even one. There's not one overweight woman. I'm sorry. I don't mean to say overweight because that implies that there's a correct weight, and that's not what we're doing here. Right. But there wasn't one bigger. Yeah, Kelly Price 
Price, mm-hmm. Kelly Price is an R and B singer. At least it, not in like pop rock music. Right, right. Not not in pop. Yeah. Not in the like. Not in like pop mainstream. Like everybody knows who they are. Yeah. That that is very a, a very reality. few and far between. And even Kelly Price is literally like one of the best singers of all time. Like, and I don't know who it is. <laughs> exactly. how it's, that's like a shame. I know. It's really, really tragic. So, um, that- But I feel the same way. Like when I was 14, I really, really, really wanted to be an actor. And it was like a real little secret that I had. And I had a an English teacher who would bring in different people from different industries to to hear to like talk to us about their business and talk to us about like what it what it meant to be in that industry and there was an agent who came and was like if any of you guys want to be an actor come meet with me and let's talk about it so i set up a meeting and my mom was there and my sister was there and and she was like yeah <clears throat> You're just a little too big boned. Mind you, I was by no means like a fat girl. Right. I mean, I was muscular. I was very athletic. I just didn't have that like Disney string bean body that right. a lot of teen, like kids, kid actors have. You know, that like that little, they have that little tiny body. Yeah. I didn't have that. I had like a, I had like a, a like a normal healthy body, but it wasn't television. And she was like, "Yeah, you're just a little too big boned. Like you need to get rid of that pudge around your around your belly." Uh, mind you, it's like this. It was like this much pudge. Right. I mean, right. If, if even that that she told right. me that I needed to get rid of. And so then that was like, "That's it. I can't do it. I I can't be an actor." And you know, yeah. d- it took me many, 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 many years yeah. later to realize that I actually could do that. Yeah, you could do what you had. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, even in relationships, like I just had gone through something with someone and it's ended now. So, of course, in the ending of it, I'm trying to find like the positive and like think of what I'm grateful for. Sure. Right. And there's a lot of and things. And that's hard to do. Totally so I hard commend to you do. and I know that. And it's part of the work. Had, we've had conversations. It's part of the work, Eva. It's part of the work. So breaking up <laughs> is hard to do. <laughs> so um, you know, I it, it was pretty amicable, but really, when I'm really honest with myself, the biggest thing I got out of it was that this is the first relationship that I have felt free with my body Mm. and not feeling like I have to play some hide and seek game being physically intimate with someone. And that out and about, he was like totally loving and like- And and was like seen with you. And was seen with me and it wasn't on the down low. And that was something that I thought no guy wanted to be with a big girl in public. Mm. I literally in my mind had that thought in my head. And this doing, I, really, I think it came right out of doing the show that me like talking about it all the time that kind of got me over it. And then I had this like amazing thing. And even though it's over, like it, it was amazing because it was the first time really in right. a, like a lot of time, like in a lot of ways, like my first relationship, you know. Um, and it's crazy because I'm like really old. <laughs> 
like, damn, if I was in my 20s, I could have lived my life. But see, but, you still can. Like, yeah. that's that's also a misnomer. Yeah. Like, go live your life. Go be like, wow, people, men actually will want to be seen with me yeah. and want to, like, love up on me and do that. Because yeah. that, that is not my reality. Like, I was kind of like, um, of course you want to be seen with me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Why wouldn't you? Should I be embarrassed to be seen with you? I think I think it's probably more that, right? Now you also said something about traveling. Like some nincompoop said something. <sighs> yeah, terrible. and I know that this like is like a it's a something that I've talked to my sister about, and I know that she feels really badly about it. But her one of her friends, I when I was like eighteen, I really wanted to go to Spain to learn Spanish. Like it was something that I really, really wanted to do, and I had gotten accepted into the program, and like was really like applying for visas at that point, like to the point where it was like happening. And my my sister had a conversation with her friend, who I'm sure, out of compassion in her mind, was like, "Hey, I, you know." she probably shouldn't go like nobody in Spain is is bigger and she's gonna feel really uncomfortable there and and my sister tried to convey that message to me and so I mean she did convey that message to me and so I didn't go um and while it's like a regret of mine I also know that there there was obviously something that there was a reason why I didn't go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, who knows who I would have met? I may, may never have met Peter, who's my husband now. I mean, who knows? Like, that could have been a whole other thing. But I do regret, like, having, listening to that fear of like somebody else. It. Yeah. Like, believing that. That I would be uncomfortable eating in front of other people because I was bigger. Yeah. And mind you, I was, like, much smaller than I am now. Hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and the grief is real. I mean, it really is. And I think that we act like it's not happening. Like, that's part of this whole body positivity thing. It's like you can't just put pink paint on it. Right. right. Like, we can't just be like everything's sunshine and flowers, like really fucked up shit for the last however many years of our lives when this has happened to us has been going on that we have to undo. And we yeah. can't act like it never happened. No, no. I mean, I, we're not... I mean, I don't think that I'm acting like it didn't happen, but I just oh, feel no, like... Oh, no, I don't think you are I feel either. like... You know, I feel like in now that I'm older, I can see that, okay, there was some, there's some other reason why I didn't go and it it protected me in some other way and that's how I have to reconcile oh, it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely, but I mean, acting like But as an actor, as an actor, that actually hurts me more because I feel like, mm. where would I be now if I had started when I was 14? Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Of and course. And if I just went, nope, I'm, I'm going to do, like, like Kate Winslet did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was in England and it was much easier. To be big boned and yeah, oh my god! Here. I mean, I it, it kills me too the England thing because you know she went to performing arts school, right, Adele, and like literally, uh, singing is my first love. It's my it's my joy, right? And I mean, we've talked about this. You won't even listen to audiobooks because all you want to do is sing in the car. <laughs> it makes me mad. I'm like, read this book. I want you to hear it. I want, I want you to hear it. The performance like, is really good. Think, 
Like, you know, and I like had to have my own cover band in order to like fulfill that need that right. was never fulfilled, which kind of sucks. So now we want you guys to tell us what sucks. No, tell us, <laughs> use the hashtag, tell us what people said to you that you couldn't do. And at the very end, we're going to hopefully have some stories to sh- yeah, share with you. Yeah, we hope you, we hope you go and, and share with us and be brave and let people know. I don't think people know how much of your life is affected by this. Right. My mom even wrote a comment that yeah, was we'll, like. Yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll cover oh, that we'll do in it later? Yeah, okay, yeah. we'll do we that gotta later. Go. We got to go to our we segment go too. To a segment. We're Sorry, on a time I'm, I'm on a, we're on a time we're schedule. We're on a time schedule. Ouch. So um, here's <laughs> our here's our clip with Felicia Fazano and Dana Sims. Enjoy. Hi guys, we're back with Plus This. I'm Kathy Deach. and I am Eva Tingley, and we are so thrilled to be on our first location. On location at Melissa Massey's boutique in West Hollywood. Is, is it, it, it? Is it Mid City? I don't know. We don't know. I think it's we're in LA, so we're super. We're in close. LA, guys. Um, <laughs> by the way, could this be cuter? I'm sorry. I don't know. Mine's a little cuter. It's my color. It is your color. And that's your color. She nailed us. She nailed us. She totally nailed us. Got her, her like New York and Boom. me LA style. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, really East Coast West Coast in the house. Yes. Um. <laughs> so not only do we have an amazing location, but we also have like kind of all-star guests right now, right? Not even kind of. Absolutely. Like huge <laughs> guests that we're so excited to share with you guys right now. And one has to like run off to a screening, so we gotta pull it together. Yeah, we gotta be real quick. Okay. Um first of all I want to introduce my friend because she's Oh she's your problem. That's not true. Uh <laughs> I have a brilliant friend she's been casting for 25 years. She's won nine casting awards, the RDOs. The high casting? I think RDOs. Yeah, yeah. like that. And, um, and nominated for nine. No, either one. Like, just been, That's okay. I oh, yeah. know. She didn't give us an update about it. I mean, just, whatever. Just really good at her job. So, <laughs> exactly. You <know>. And you <laughs> have probably watched her shows because they're insanely popular. Californication. She was on the Mindy Project. Right now, Crazy Ex Girlfriend which we are living our lives yes. for, which is not only critical acclaim, but, like, everyone I know watches it. I mean, maybe because I'm a musical theater nerd, but yeah. whatever. Um, <laughs> also, Better Things, which someone was on. Some, someone fancy. Last week. I mean, do you know her? I was on TV last week. Um, <laughs> or, but, you know, four months ago. Whatever. Right, right, whenever <laughs> we show this to you. Um, but it's, it, I don't know, it's episode eight, you can go watch it, um, which, by the way, is every one of my, every one of my friends in my timeline's favorite show, and, I mean, it's really, The really casting great. director today is here, Felicia Fazano. Yay! Yay! Amazing. And, because that's not enough. I know, that's not enough. She brought her amazingly talented friend, Dana Sims, who is an agent who reps, uh, Cindy Lauper. Maybe you've heard of her. Yeah, um, a couple of names. Maybe you've heard of Jeezy. Uh, maybe <laughs> you've heard of uh, Kendrick Lamar. Uh, she just wraps a few of those people. And she is here with us today. Yes. Dana Sims, everyone. Yes. Dana, and you, you do, you do um, charity work. You work with a charity. Yes, uh, I'm on the board of my friend's place, yes. uh, which is an organization that provides good and goods and services to homeless teens. That's oh, amazing. So I've actually held events here like three times. At this space? Yes, like having shopping nights with girlfriends and the proceeds go to my friend's place. That's unbelievable. Can we go next time? Yes, absolutely. We'll, we'll spend money for homeless <laughs> kids. Right. For yeah. homeless kids. I'll, spend money. I'll buy one of these dresses for homeless kids. Um, that's incredible. And we, I literally just came from having a great conversation about like the props that are coming up and like trying to solve that the homeless problem because it is one here. So it yeah. is. That's tremendous. A lot of kids come from all over to be in Hollywood and 
realize it's it's more than just a dream and get in wrong situations or bad situations. Or some kids just age out of uh, the foster care system. Yeah. 18, it's your birthday, you gotta go. So Which is so miss, sad. It's so sad. So um, my friend's place is a great organization, tries to get kids in homes, tries to get kids education so they can have a life, uh, tries to get them counseling because they've sometimes come from abusive places. So it's really something to, you know, sink your teeth into and help. Amazing. Well, good for you. Thank I'm you. so glad that you're involved in that and yeah. helping out kids yeah. in LA. And we'll totally That's put great. that on our website. We'll totally plug that. Oh, great. So yeah. Thank you. You'll see it on our stuff. Thank you. Um, and Felicia, so Better Things is like this runaway hit. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's kind of, so, I'm not surprising, but um, she's you do, yes, Pamela Adlon is genius and my friend for many years. So it's like working with your family, which is the greatest thing ever. Um, she's the writer, creator, star, director of the entire show, and her and, and Louis C.K., and it's based on her life as a single mother of three. Um, luckily, knowing her family, it was very easy for me to cast it, because I know everyone in her family. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've met her so daughters, and yes. literally, like, you, the nailing it is not even, it's uncanny. Yeah, and her mother really, too, which was her really no, the mother which I've had like Passover with guys, like literally like deja vu every time I see an episode <laughs> with her. I it's chilling. Well, it was it's really amazing. interesting casting Celia Emery in that part when we when Pamela when the show first got picked up and she said we got to cast my mother, you know, and she's got to be British. She's got you know we we should get Helen Mirren to do it, and I was like. <laughs> discussions and we worked on lists and in my brain the first person I, I thought of was Celia Emery who I was a giant fan of hers from of course uh, Bridget Jones but Calendar Girls and if you oh, remember yeah. Calendar Girls she I just was this and knowing her mom and like the physicality of her you know and we did you know talk to other people but I just kept saying and Celia Celia and um, I said look at you know these other women were sort of blonde haired blue eyed you know, like like Gemma, who plays right. Bridget Jones' mother, and people, and Helen Mirren, and those people. And I said, you know, it's hard enough people to actually believe that your mother's British, which she is. But, you know, throw in that mix, a blonde-haired, blue-eyed one, right. the whole series, everyone's going to be like, so when do we find out you're adopted? Right, so, right, 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 right. But um, great it choice, was a great, though. and we and we work really closely together um, on every aspect of it. So... It was. It's. It's still a great experience. And I'm so proud of her. When did you find out that you were good at casting? Like, how did that come oh, about? Uh, am I? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, um, obviously, like, you have how many awards on about it? I mean, you are. Yeah, but it's such an odd job that I think people who think they want to do it don't know what it is. And I think the people who end up being really good at it fall into it from different places as actors or agents, managers, or I was a, a, an actor as a kid and. I came from sort of a production art department background. So I had all of these skills, which were sort of, you know, I could be a coordinator, but I also was an actor as a kid and 
have like that skill also helped me. Yeah, fun, and, it's fun reading. And also with you. working with you're a good reader. Oh, thank you. you. Yeah, I think I'm thinking when I'm like 65 retired, I might go on the other side of the table. I'm in better things. Oh, really? In the yeah, I play the casting director. Oh, that's which is nice. not my first time. I also played the casting director of Californication. Oh, so I have oh been gosh, on screen. Right. Yeah. So oh, any other Dana may be representing me. Very easy. Just call her to find me. It's very easy. That would make But yeah, like I I mean it's a very you have to really have worked for somebody. I was very lucky to have Jackie Birch who was and one of the amazing. most brilliant. I mean, she did all the John Hughes films. And I was very lucky when I moved here very young from New York at like 24 to fall into her lap. And she trained me. And she was a director. I mean, she could, she worked with actors. I remember her working with like Alan Rickman and teaching him how to hold a gun for the scene. And I mean, she was really physical and got in there with actors. And the first job I, I worked on with her was another 48 hours. And they just threw me in and I had the reading with actors. Like I'll never forget it with Tisha Campbell, who was wow. the first audition I did. And I'm the reader. I have no idea. And I did my best Eddie Murphy imitation. <laughs> I love it. Can and you give I'm it to us now? Oh, Can you give it to oh, us oh, now? Man. I wish I could remember. I'm I, I can't. I can't. But it was, and, and I look up and Walter Hill, the director, and Jackie, they're rolling on the floor. But they thought I was kind of brilliant. And they were like, you know, we might have to cast you as Eddie. <laughs> so it was just one of those That's things. Funny. But it's one of those really hard, stressful jobs. And has evolved over the years. Then when I started, it was a very different kind of job so I mean I hope we get really talented people to want to be casting directors sure. because it's a really integral part of the process of film really and television. Is. Just really think is. about how technology has affected the casting business. A thousand percent. I was an assistant first and you know getting pictures and bios and resume and press like you had to have it physically delivered. I used to have to do delivery. Yeah. I used to deliver scrap. My first Literally, the first day working with Jackie Birch was I had to drive a script to Bernie Casey's house wow. for another 48 hours. And it was like that. And also bringing, you know, after that was, there was just having actually there. physically, physically putting the sides together. Facts the sides. Technology has really yes. made our jobs a teeny bit easier. For sure. But and a lot awesome. harder. And a lot harder. Because yeah. yeah. it's global now. I mean, yeah. which is wonderful. But anybody can put their self on tape all over the world, world, which opens it up so much. But it also makes it like we can't sleep. Like right. we have to watch, have to you know, every, some, tapes. Yeah, yeah. every yeah. single person looking for yeah. you. And I've got them coming in on a pilot from... From Australia to London to Canada, wherever Whoever they are. Whoever speaks English. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and David, you're kind of you. You guys probably work very closely together. Absolutely. How did you get as today. an agent? How did you get involved in being an agent? Um, I started out as an assistant. Um, I wanted I wanted to make movies. Um, and because yeah, you went to USC, I right? went to USC. So they have a great film school, but you were not. In I film was school. I was not in the film school. I was a communication major. I actually wanted to be an actress, and um, my parents let me apply to all these colleges for acting. And then when I finally got in, they were like, "Yeah, we're not going to let you do that. Oh. You need a job where you, you know, you need a career where you can get a job. And mm -hmm. we don't know if you'll ever get a job as an actress. So yeah, I was disappointed, but I'm actually quite grateful because. I cry sometimes when my clients don't get jobs. Oh, and my I God. can still pay my mortgage. Right, so, yeah. like, I don't know how it would be if, that way. But I, you know, 
what I realized about being an agent is that I'm really an advocate for my clients and I love seeing them succeed. I especially love seeing them do things that they never thought possible or live beyond their wildest dreams. Dana Sim and her and Felicia gorgeous and Felicia. I mean, Felicia's so is funny. Fire. I love her she so much. So <laughs> and they're both a little posh. Like they're both like have really great taste in food. Oh and yeah, we were a little intimidated by their. Knowledge. I have to tell you that if you don't follow Dana Sims on Pinterest, you don't know <laughs> what gourmet food is. I sometimes her boards come up on for me, and I'm just like, yes, are you making this? I'm coming over. <laughs> and Felicia's. Instagram is also from all stuff she cooks herself. She's a brilliant cook. I know. She put, she about, she so. made her own Bloody Mary from tomatoes from her garden yesterday. Just saying. Yeah, just not that we stalk them yeah. or anything. I'm not stalking. I follow her. I love it. I love it. And Dana's also like an amazing human on top of it. Myfriendsplace.org, guys. Myfriendsplace.org. No apo- apostrophe. Like friends, like plural. Um, please see if you want to get involved with them. She's really, really passionate about it. We And we love her for that. And... I, it's just nice to see someone not totally consumed only by the business without having that extra mile. Yeah, and you can see right now their website. That's what it looks like so that you can check it out and donate money if you want. Or time. Or time, yeah. And we're going to uh, show you part two of that interview. Here we go. Thanks. We wanted to ask you about that because one of the articles that we read this week was about um, there's like a lot of pressure on agencies and casting directors to make things diverse and to reflect what America really looks like. looks like. Yeah. And we were wondering your feelings about that. And, you know, the article brought up about how finding like a Latin guy in his 40s is really hard because they're all working. I mean, I kind of was like, I got names if you need them. But, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? But, Me too. I, but I also <laughs> Me wanted too. to. Exactly. <laughs> I also wanted to know how you felt about. You know, women of a certain size, 67% of women are size 14 and above. And do you feel responsibility in that way to represent America in that way, too? You know, I've represented a woman that was plus size, and I put her into a major television series. And, you know, I think it celebrates people where they are. And I feel like even though that series didn't last very long, I thought it was genuine and authentic in her when she was in character, size didn't matter at all. And I think, you know, as we do our jobs in this industry, as crazy as it is, size really doesn't matter. I think, you know, Just it's... it's yeah. <laughs> we were waiting for somebody to come up with that joke. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, I, I also feel like sometimes creators just have a look and, you know, a look. Um, in their mind that they can't detach from. And I was wondering, uh, like, how much do you fight against that as a castle? Oh, woman? my God. Want to see my battle scars? <laughs> Seriously, Let's no get way. naked in the in the dressing room. I'll show you my scars. But That'll be later. Certain, That's in the after certain, party. Like, we're talking about, like, better things. Pamela does not want anybody who looks like they're on TV. So she, she embraces that. And you'll see the women who play her best friends are all of a certain age, they're all shapes and sizes and colors. Um, Crazy ex-girlfriend, Aline Brush McKenna, our freighter, is just like all about, this show takes place in West Covina. What does West Covina <laughs> yeah, look like? Really? It doesn't yeah. look like the typical CW show. No, not right. But then occasionally you have to work on things that are a battle, where there are people who don't have that worldview. Maybe it's just women that are open to that. I don't know. I'm thinking that. I mean, well, that's but, but, but I mean, really, it's here. we can... 
present it, we can have the conversations, but at the end of the day, and show them like the options, but at the end of the day, they do make the decision. They wrote it. It's their vision. And, you know, I know the networks and studios are super behind, you know, opening up everything to everything, and we're Finally. doing everything we can, but I, I've had to fight, and I've lost those battles, mm -hmm. and just said, well, you know what, at some point... Um, you're going to wish you had. Right. You know? And well, that's another thing. Do you, you know, do you watch TV? Are you excited about what uh, things are happening? You know, we've talked about This Is Us and American Housewife as mm -hmm. being sort of like, um, we're like so grateful. They are series regulars who are plus size women, but also their entire storyline seems to be wrapped around their weight. That, that's the only thing. happy about it. I mean. Or you could call, say, you know, Tuesday night's fat night. I mean, I watched in a it's row. Fat Tuesday. Fat Tuesday. That's it. It's Fat Tuesday. And as much as I like embracing <laughs> seeing people I can identify with, if they can just stop calling themselves fat and using that as the only thing to identify with them as, or the only thing that's interesting about them, right. that's a hard thing to watch. I mean, I literally had a night where I watched, you know, American High School, and I love. Katie and the whole cast and um, and then this is us and Chrissy is amazing and but one after the other was like I'm fat I'm fat I'm fat I'm fat I'm fat yeah and you're just like what else and that's a real thing that happens in the world like there are people who are paralyzed by their weight you sure. know I, I I would like to see someone have the journey of growing out of that and how if if those characters both grow into body acceptance and like body positivity and are like living their lives and having all the sex they want like that would be hot you yeah. know what I mean but if that's what it ends up becoming and I know that at the beginning of seasons you have to kind of think yes refresh, refresh. refresh. Ease, into yeah. ease into it yeah but I but I do it is gets frustrating for me too but I feel like with the Chrissy's character on This Is Us she's 36 years old at some point you kind of go Okay, this is my body, and I'm gonna live my life, right? Or, or is it just? I feel like she was doing that, and then she—I mean, at least from the pilot that I, she and then was. She went to Hollywood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I know. Like, like I, I, I love. We should get her on here and talk to her about it. I mean, I would yeah. love, I would love creators. to get her we on. We would love sure. to have you, Chris. Yeah, Chrissy, come, come on our show and talk to us. Yes, we totally want to have her. So, um, another thing that was happening, uh, this week, there was an article in Huffington Post about people clocking women's food and how they eat. And I was just wondering. <laughs> we'll get to you in a second. This is like a real. I mean, I have a thing about. It. Like, I've written about it. Like, why do we have to spend twenty five minutes before we order talking about the bad or good choices we made all day, the calorie counting, the steps we got in? I, it is. It's exhausting me, and I feel like women aren't changing the world because we're spending all our time on that mm -hmm. conversation. Do you guys feel like when you're in? Listen, LA's meetings, right? It's like let's go have lunch, let's talk about it. We're always eating over making business, and I was wondering, do you guys struggle with going out? Do you feel people like watching you eat? You know, for me, I, I don't think I worry about that. It depends. I'll eat if I'm hungry. I won't eat if I'm not hungry. I'll, it it is hard when you're with a client and they are eating steamed vegetables with dressing on the side to like be like, I'll have the steak only because you want, you're sympathetic to someone to who's trying to maintain a certain weight to be on camera. Right. You know, I, I do have the luxury cause I am not on camera 
not to have to adhere to that. And you're living right? your life. And I'm living my life. Yeah. But like I I identify with the struggle involved with it because when I try to lose a few pounds, like anyone eating a steak in front of me is like gonna get daggers. <laughs> I just you know, it's just I don't know. Like my job I think is to be professional and to be clean and polished and I'm a background person. I can support someone on their journey if they have to have a certain body type for the camera, but if that's not their journey, I'm not going to be like, sweetheart, you shouldn't be eating that. Mm -hmm. That's not for me to judge. Right. I mean, I gotta tell you, I give zero fucks what people think about what I'm eating. <laughs> like, zero. Because it's my body, it's my life, I'm enjoying it. If you don't like what I'm eating, don't order it. Don't order it. I don't care. If someone said something, to I mean, that's never happened to me. Thank God no one has ever said to me, like, oh, sweetie, you shouldn't eat that. Because I'd be like, um, who the fuck are you? And why are you telling me what to eat? Um, because none of their business. And I would never, I would, I can't even imagine going up to someone and, like, telling them what they should or shouldn't do. Well, I think that this, you know, there's a whole miscommunication there. Like, personally, I'm the healthiest eater of all of my friends. Every body type. I cook better than any of them. I eat better than any of them. Healthier than any of them. So I don't understand that concept. Like I'm going to eat when I order, when I go out, I'm not like, oh, I'm ordering this because I don't want people to know. I'm not like binging back in the corner. Right. You I'm actually have this... a great Instagram where no, you I put do, all but I mean, Dana also, there. she's a brilliant chef. Oh, I mean, we both, we are like, we, like, both, we need a cooking we <laughs> like, I mean, we are, we take care of our food in a way we take care of ourselves in a way that maybe people don't understand that. Mm. It's not like we're like, I mean, the skinniest people I know are the ones who eat terrible. The, the cupcakes come into my office four times a week. I'm not interested. Maybe every once in a while. I'm like, eh, I'm not a sweet person. Right. So I, I'm just like, that's not my thing. Yeah. But yeah, bring me in a, a beautiful bottle of wine and a gorgeous piece of salmon, and I'm gonna make that like my day. Yeah. You, know? you hear it's that, actress? Very... When Felicia casts you, uh, salmon, wine, yeah, lobster, lobster, So I don't under, like I, when I, I did read that, and I, I could not identify with that because I was like, that is just a different element than I know. Yeah, and maybe that's also being like we're professional women that we are of a certain economic way that we cook and we don't like run into I a, also a fast food place and you're, eat and binge and hide french fries. And, and, yeah, like, and you're not, incredibly like self-possessed, which I thought that woman in the article was too. Mm -hmm. And like people had an issue with it, but you're both like totally and completely self-possessed in a way that maybe that's just not, people wouldn't even dare. Even stand it. But how about red carpet looks? I mean, is that something that you guys struggle is real? Or? When I was a new agent, I was working with the stylist because uh, where I worked before, where I was now, they were very conscious about those kinds of things. And I had to go to a lot of award shows and a lot of events. And so the stylist took me to meet Melissa to do some award show clothing. And, like, everything fit. And it looked good. And, you know, Clothes that make you look good make you look thinner than you actually are. And unfortunately, I'm no longer with the stylist. I would just come back to Melissa, and I've been wearing her clothes since 2001. Award shows, premieres, like special things that I want to do. She even did my wedding dress this July. Oh, my God. Well, congratulations. I mean, which is amazing because I hated wedding shopping. Like, that was like a nightmare for me. 
I'm not kidding. Okay, so I didn't have like a fancy budget. I think I had like $800. And so I went to David's Bridal and their catalog, I'm not kidding, was this thick and this amount for was for plus size. And I, when I saw it, I literally sat in the dressing room and, and like cried. cried and cried and cried <laughs> because I had no options. And so I'm so glad that that was not your experience and how magical that must have been for you. Oh, yeah. It was like something. I mean, obviously, I've known her for over 16 years. So it was easy to come in here and say, I want this. I want this. It's going to be hot. Like, you know, not to say I'm not a problem because I am. I've cried on, <laughs> I've cried on the floor here. But honestly, I've, for, for me, my Massey has been one-stop shopping. Like, if she sold shoes and bras and panties. You'd go nowhere. I would, oh, you would literally go nowhere. I would never go anywhere else because it's just easy for me. But, you know, sometimes Melissa's nice to me and she'll take me shoe shopping. Oh. Um, because I can't do it by myself. Oh. <laughs> no, you need it. You need her to be like, oh, you know that dress that will go with this? Uh, yeah, amazing. Absolutely. For sure. What a good friend. How about you? Well, I don't go to so many, like, red carpet events. I mean, I just don't. It's not in the nature of my job, and, and which is great, because I'm kind of a hippie. Mm -hmm. like, if I don't have to shave my legs, I'm super happy about it. <laughs> but this, this past a Emmy Award time, um, I did get invited to something, and I didn't go, because I was like, I have nothing to wear. Which is And I told shame. Melissa that, who hopefully will see her soon out here, she's sitting there looking so cute. And she, and I both kind of cried, and she was like, why didn't you come here and tell me that? Like, I would have, like, we could have felt, and I, and I was like, oh my God, that was, like, why did that stop me? And I think that's one of the first times that I did feel like I'd stopped myself. Hmm. There was also, like, other stuff going on for me, clearly. It wasn't just, I don't have something to wear. Because I think it's really connected, you know? Like, yeah. yes, sometimes just the clothes make you feel better that push you out the door to do things you normally wouldn't do. Absolutely. So whatever it was that was holding me back in that moment of I didn't want to go, and also I was like, I didn't have anything to wear. It was like a whole complicated therapy session yeah. <laughs> that I'm still working on because it, it, it really did hit me like I missed an opportunity, whatever it would have been. And that's the first time that I remember doing that because I've been nominated for a couple of Emmys and, and I did get a dress and one year I loved it and one year I hated how I looked and it really does, like I don't even want to look at those pictures of the year that I hated how I looked. Right. The dress I bought online, I bought like 10 dresses on from Nordstrom online. <laughs> I was like, no, nope, she's mad, she was mad about it. Them all. <laughs> and I was like, well, I got to wear something. And the year that I wore the one I loved, it was like a great entire Emmy it's experience. It's a great thing to feel confident yeah. in what you're wearing that like, you know, like captures all the best parts of you. Yeah. And especially in like, you know, this is our work environment. It yeah. may look like a party. It's not your party. No, it's a, it's it a networking like event. It. Absolutely. <laughs> right. So yeah. to be confident in what you're wearing, you know, and poised and polished. And I mean, and that just shows like you show up and you know, better. as you're a representative of your client. And so not only are you representing your client, you're representing your agency where you work. It's really important to like have that air of confidence. Like, yeah. you know, listen, I'm good at my job no matter how I look. But, you know, unfortunately, we work in a perception business. Mm -hmm. So I have to be on point in terms of the way that I look. But that's self worth everywhere. Though. Absolutely. I think like, also, I think part of that, that first Emmy where I didn't like how I looked or what I wore, I also felt like I didn't deserve it. It came up in a way, and it was like, I kept getting this weird feedback, kind of like, oh. But then the second year, like, I don't mean for the same show, it was like, wait, I do deserve this. 
So I really did make the choice to really feel good about myself. Like that was all connected to yeah. how I looked. Wow. And that's like some amazing growth to happen in just like a span of a year. Yeah. So who knows that? <laughs> <laughs> but now you know. I mean, I'm and you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna wear amazing clothes everywhere you go now. Yeah, no, no excuses now. Is, she's not just your clothing designer; she's your therapist, right? Which I think we all want to be. So we were gonna go and talk to her, and you have to get your screening. We, we it's this Christmas. Yes. That you have. Um, I have Carrie Hilson in that. Amazing. Yeah. So she's go watch that, guys. Go out and see that movie. Yes. And um, we just can't thank you enough for being. Yes, with us, guys, you. taking time out of your thank you. day. Thank you. And we really appreciate and love you. And which I, say it again your name of your charity and uh, you my friend's it? place. It's myfriendsplace.org. Okay, myfriendsplace.org. Friends and Felicia, you want to tell people where they, you, they can find you or you want to hide? Melissa Massey store. Just come to Melissa Massey store. She'll be here in some way. Amazing. We're going to talk to Melissa when we come back right after our plus list. Thanks. That was such a fun day. Oh my gosh, that was the best. It was so fun, like reliving that. And thank you all for commenting during it. We are, what's kind of weird is that because that's taped, we actually can interact with you like really seamlessly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been kind of fun for us to, <laughs> to be able to interact with you and, and hear your stories. And thank you so much. But we want to tell you what's been going on. Because that was done like last year in November. Yeah, it was November third, guys. Oh, it was so before the whole world ended. Shifted, <laughs> shifted. No hopelessness. Oh my god! But um, one of those things that ha happened was that. Felicia won. Well, she won the Artios the Award. The Artios Award for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend for yes. the pilot. Yes. So we have the them picture on the that we showed, that, yeah. you're looking at it right now, the picture, um, ha, she won with Bernard Telsey, Tim Payne, Tara Nostromo, Conrad, Conrad Wolf, and Abby Brady Dalton. Abby Brady Dalton, Dalton, who has had a baby in the meantime. <laughs> Hi, Abby. I don't know if you're watching. <laughs> She's an awesome chick. I know her from New York, and, and whenever she comes to L.A. and does casting here, I try to be her reader because it's just fun spending time with her. Um, but, yeah, I mean, those two ladies, like, making it happen, I loved everything they said about women being in charge, and we certainly have felt that energy, like, when it is a woman who is the executive producer or head writer or Yeah, DP, it's just, like, a different even. experience for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's definitely a different experience, and there's so much happening. I mean, Glow. Oh, I can't wait to watch. I mean, oh there's my gosh, so many amazing female-run shows right now that I'm all about and have to catch up on Netflix and Amazon and all the good stuff. All the things. We have to watch all the TV. Guys, we're not lazy. We're doing research. It's for our careers. Yeah. I mean, speaking <laughs> of research... Kathy and I are going to Canada Day today at the Comedy Store, <laughs> yes. and we are going to do some comedy research. Um, yes. Of there's a big guy who um, is a comedy comedian. Sorry, comedy. I was going to say comedy guy. He's a comedy guy. He's a comedy. He's gay. a comedian. His name is Angelo Sarukas, and we're going to go. And I personally am vowing to count how many fat jokes are told. Yeah, we're going to have to hold a clicker I'm gonna, like, like hold, the yeah, umpires. Gonna, yeah, oh yeah. Like <laughs> how many times? Click, 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 click. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. It's tonight. We're going to have- Come to the comedy store and hang out with us if you're in LA. Oh my God. If, yeah, it starts at eight. We're going to kill it. 
Yeah, we're looking cute. We're gonna we yeah. pulled outfits take pictures together. with us. Come and take pictures with us. Let's because we're, an, we're Instagram influencers, guys. Let's make this comedy show about <laughs> us instead of it about is. your friend Angela. It's about oh, but speaking of Canada Day, I want to say happy birthday to Peter's cousin Tina, who's a huge supporter of oh, ours. Oh, I love that. So happy, happy birthday. birthday. Tina. That's so yes. nice. And also we wanted to follow up on some things that people have been saying. Yes. With the hashtag. With the hashtag. If you missed the first segment because I know we both shared it on our page so you might have missed the first segment but we were telling stories about when people said like fat girls can't do that or fat people can't do that so we started a hashtag called I'm fat and they said no and um Please continue it going on our Facebook page and on our uh, Twitter. But we have a couple. Um, my mom, as we were going to say earlier, literally did not get an office job because they said she was too fat. Right. Yeah. At like a major yeah. company. Yeah. It's so crazy. Which is crazy. The one that made me really mad was the one that your sister said. And she said that someone told her that she shouldn't breastfeed because she because she'd smother her baby with her giant boobs or that she shouldn't have had kids at all because overweight pregnancies are high risk. <sighs> I mean, that's just it. This is just, just a deep, just deep sigh. Guys, we're just healing together. We're Ugh. just healing together and laughing at the ridiculousness together. Also, my um, sister-in-law is an amazing PhD in psychology. Someone in her program was told that she could never be a health counselor or health therapist because of her weight. And they told her she couldn't do it, which is crazy. I remember there was somebody at the gym once. There's Because there's a Zumba instructor who's kind of like a chub. And I love it. Like, she kills it. Like, you go to her class and she is killing it. Like, dancing, doing all the moves. And somebody was like, oh, she's the instructor? I was like, yeah, you just watch. She's going to kill you. You're going to be sweating. You Did just you watch. snap a neck? I would have snapped oh. somebody's neck. You know me. I don't snap necks. I'm not from <laughs> Philly. I'm from Santa Clarita Valley, where you sweep things under the rug. You stuff your feelings down. <laughs> you just eat an In-N-Out cheeseburger and just be like, mm-hmm. No. That's like, well, I remember back when... Um, I did Footloose on Broadway for the first time. There were a lot of dancers of all different shapes. They all were kind of short, though. Maybe, like, one or two were a little bit taller. But I remember my friend Joanna Ross telling me about how she was obsessed with this one girl. And then when I met that girl, and she was, like, a, like by the way, not plus size at all, but in the dancer world, like, a size 8 or 10 is, like, a oh, big Oh, you're girl. huge. And she, and I got to see her in class, and I was literally like, you're the most mesmerizing person I've ever seen. And I also want her to be in everything. And that's that's the whole thing. It's like, when is our art going to really reflect what society is? Like, why are we not allowing women to take up space? Why can't we take part in things? Um it, 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 that, this is the world. So why shouldn't art reflect that? And and why are we telling people, whoa, I'm just like eating this. <laughs> um, why are we telling people that they can't do something because of their weight? Why are we not just saying, it might be hard, but do it. Yeah. Go for it. So You might have these struggles, but do it anyway. Well, maybe that's the, the next hashtag is... Hashtag I'm fat and did it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> that's the next hashtag. Yeah. So what? I didn't. I can't make a meme fast enough. But we'll do it. But yes. we'll do it. So the next one is I'm fat and did it anyway. So tell us when someone said you can't, but you said, oh, I, oh, I will. I but can watch and this. Will. Done. 
Exactly. Exactly. Do we have any other stories that we need to... I don't see... I love that your brother is just talking about finding an appropriate neck size is nearly impossible for dress shirts. <laughs> and he's like, I know that for guys it's much easier. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that's it. You guys, can you believe that this our show is like already over? I know. It's so it's bananas. I wanna also apologize for saying I mean so many times last week. If you haven't watched last week, Oh my week's gosh, episode, you are so hilarious. You should do shots. She's because just, to, you'll she's get just wasted. Judging herself. I was totally I Oh, maybe that. maybe I should do a an edit of just you saying it. Oh no! Just like Kathy it's... says, I mean, and um, that's it. That's what we're gonna do. I'm just gonna edit it that together. But I mean, um, I mean, um, I mean. Oh my I god! Mean. Sounds like my worst nightmare. <laughs> oh so my god! So she's gonna do it. I'm gonna it's do my it. Worst nightmare. It's happening. Thank you to Jarvis for being here for us. We've Who, it... by the way, is not like a fake, like. <laughs> Think we're not an Iron Man. He's actually a real human being who sits here and laughs with us and cries with us and does all the things with us, and we are very grateful to yes, him. Yes, all by switching cameras and putting up media, which is amazing. Yes, we're not like saying, Jarvis, put this up, and it's like Tony uh, and Stark. We're, we're in talks. We're in talks with a really great guest for next week, so we're crossing We're crossing it. all we're crossing the things. It. Crossing all the things, and she said she was going to try to get back to us by the we'll time see, we'll we see, were we'll done see. the show today. But so happen, keep an eye on our okay. Instagram and our Twitter and our Facebook because we're gonna once we're confirmed, we're gonna announce totally. it. And at the, I'm sorry, at plus this show everywhere. So um, you can be wherever you you can find us wherever. Yeah, on all the social media, all the social medias. Um, do I actually would love to check Twitter. Before we before, go. Before, when we look up for the yeah. I'm fat and they said no. Yes. Let's see. Guys, it takes a minute. It's mostly our stories. I know. Um, I and know. Can you believe that I'm watching live while we're talking live um, so that like, I can see what you guys are saying? I know. Um, and I love it. Around. So there's two hashtags that we that we're doing. Yes. I'm fat and they told me no. And they said no. I'm fat, and they said no. Tell us your stories. Um, we'll retweet them. And then what was the new one that we just said? We said, hashtag, I'm fat, I'm and fat, I did it anyway. And I did it anyway. Yeah. I love it. I love it, too. Um, you were talking about how an older man said to you once. Oh, my God. He was so kind. He was like, hey, let me like pull you aside over here, young chub. And let me tell you. That you're you have a really pretty face, but unless you lose weight, you're never gonna lure a man in your direction. And I was like, Okay, I think I'm pretty great. So And literally Peter fell tripped into her life. Like yeah. was so taken by her beautiful tripped aura. over a tree root. Tripped over Say a that. Tripped, tripped over, over a tree, tree root. root. Tripped <laughs> over a tree root. <laughs> Um, so that's another day. A that's story a whole for other day. story and a, for a whole other day. But Kathy gonna, wants to make a movie about it. We're going. We're going to make a. I'm fat, and I said, <laughs> and I said I did uh, it anyway. Did it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's my story. They said I couldn't find a man that was hot to marry me, and I'm fat, and I did it anyway. <laughs> Ding! Ding! <laughs> Perfect ending to a perfect show. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. We'll be back next week, same time, 6 p.m. at Plus This.
this?